we mentioned before that uh, Manasseh was a wicked king, but uh, they raised him with a lot of knowledge, and they tried their best to teach him Torah and keep him on the straight path. His father was righteous. And in fact, his father had, uh, had through Ruach HaKodesh, understood that his son wouldn't be so good, and they, they tried their best. Uh, so how did he, we mentioned that in a Torah country, you can't just kill someone. So what he did was he made up charges to judge his grandfather. And he judged his grandfather as a Navi Sheker. So that you can do in a, in a Torah country? Right. You can manipulate the halacha to, uh, uh, to do That's something correct. wicked. That's correct. That's exactly what he did. Uh, he tried, he used his knowledge to manipulate the halacha, and he accused his grandfather of being a Navi Sheker. And uh, we said that he then ran away and hid in the tree, which didn't turn out to be so safe. Um, uh, there was a concept there that because he had sinned with his mouth, if he had been totally righteous his whole life, then Hashem would have done a miracle and saved him. But because he was once guilty of speaking badly about B'nai Yisrael, at this time of danger, it didn't uh, save Yeshayahu, and uh, therefore that's when he died. But, uh huh. On that point, I, I had a question I would have asked you yesterday. The, the way that uh, Sefer Yeshayahu starts, when Yeshayahu has that nevuah, uh, when he says that line, Hashem sends an angel and takes the coals from the Mizbeach, mm-hmm. touches the lips of Yeshayahu, and the Mepharshim say that the reason I'm why so that happened was because he said what he did, and that the fire from the coals from this Bayach, in a sense, cleansed his mouth and, and uh, healed him, so to speak, mm. from saying that Lashon Hara about Klal Yisrael. So mm. I don't understand why the Gemara now is saying that there was a, like a second punishment, in a sense, for that sin that he did. So I, my, my, I guess my, the, what you'd have to say is that it wasn't totally fixed. It was somewhat fixed. Now, the, he did get the hot mouth treatment. Uh, that's another story, but... Uh, uh, but uh, the uh, but it wasn't totally fixed. Uh, uh, the the problem is that again, speaking uh, ill of Klal Yisrael, it's a uh, uh, something that uh, it requires a great atonement, apparently. Uh, it, uh, but uh, the truth is, it is a piece of agadita. There, everything there needs a little more explanation, which I don't I don't fully have. I don't know why the tree. What's the concept of the of hiding in the tree or being absorbed in the tree? Uh, so you're saying the Torah is a place where, oh, okay, yeah, Torah is a place of life or where you can hide in the place of Torah, okay. Uh, right, cause, but that was because he, he had that one sin with his mouth, but he was asking, you find he, he, he fixed that already, he got the message, uh, but okay. Uh, very good, yeah. So saying that, uh, Adam is saying that uh, since he's a prophet, and the whole idea of a prophet is to, uh, to defend Kal Yisrael. So maybe for him, because he hadn't defended them, he had gone, therefore it was even a worse, because that was the, the basis of what a prophet's job is to advocate for Kal Yisrael. That's really the, you find uh, that at, uh, all, pro, you know, the other prophets also, when they didn't advocate uh, for Kal Yisrael, uh, they were given the message, and sometimes very, um, uh, there are a few others. Okay, so part of the argument against him was, uh, the third argument was that uh, we find in the Torah, it says each person has their allotted time. They're given a misbar yamecha. They're given a certain number of days, and uh, sometimes you, a person can fill their allotment, 
And sometimes they don't fill up their days because they do something reckless or they die before their time. But that's it. You cannot get more than you've been given. Everybody has misper yamecha. But the problem was that uh, Yeshaya had told Chizkiyahu that since Chizkiyahu did tshuva, he, he said, Nevua, that you're going to get 15 more years. Now, how can you get more years? Um, you, you've, you only have your allotment, according to Moshe Rabbeinu. So that was the final question that the Gemara now is going to resolve. Wouldn't so, it be that it be, it was taken away from his allotment, but then just restored? Uh, the answer is going to fit in with that. It's going to be along those lines. But okay, so let's see. So, so yeah, that's a good question. We say, Yami Mal Yamei Melech, days should be added. So that seems also to contradict. How can you add? If, uh, that's a, it seems to be a good question, which is, uh, do you have a certain amount? Can you get extra? Can you get more? Right? That's the, I, I think, I forgot who it was. There was one of the Gedolim that was getting close to 120. He was past 100. And people would say, until 120, he said, well, you can wish me more. You know, so. She was almost there, right, yeah, okay. So the question is, can you ask for more? That's the question we have. Can you get added days? Um, we're throwing in a different thing. Can somebody live more than 120? That's also, a, you know, is there. But at any rate, let's see. So the Gemara says Tanohi. There are different opinions about this. We're on the bottom line of 49b, Detanya. Es misbar yemecha amale. It says uh, the, the number of days you were given, hopefully a person will get to use at least those days they're given. What does this refer to? Elu shnei doris. These refer to uh, the years of generations. Rashi, shnei doros, shanim sheposkim la'adam b'shas le'daso. When a person's born, Hashem says, okay, this is what you got. These are the years that, you know, you're, you're, you're born into the world, and when you're born, you're given a certain number of years. That's when you're born. It's just interesting. It's like, you know, when, you, when you're born, then you're given your years. What's that to do with Doros, I think that in, in, a, in a generation, a person is given a year. So you want to know why does it mention generation? I think it just means in each time or every, every, every time a person is born. I'm not, 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 I, 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 I'm not clear why it references generation. So, so if a person merits using uh, their full allotment, so he's given that opportunity to use every single day that was given to him. If he doesn't, uh, so actually he gets less. So uh, according to Rebbe Kiva, a person can't add to what he was given, but uh, he can subtract. Okay, Rebbe Kiva, he says, no, you can, if you merit it, you can get extra, extra credit. If you don't, if you don't merit it, so we seem to be having a debate, can a person get more than their allotment? They said, well, what about the Nevu of Yeshaya, that you get 15 extra? So you see from Yeshaya that you could. Actually, he got what was belonged to him. This wasn't, uh, he, was, he was going to lose it, 
Rashi, El, what does it mean, Mishalahu Sifalo? From his was added to him. In other words, when it says 15 added, it was after they were taken away. Right. So it's not that he got extra. They were just the 15 added uh, to him. And what's the proof? Uh, so Shari Navi made a misnavit. How do we know that originally um, uh, the, uh, um, that Yahu uh, was going to live longer and he, got, he was taken away? Because there was an earlier prophecy about King Chizkiyahu. It says, He nay ben Noah David, there will be a future king to the house of David, Yeshayahu Shmo, and his name will be Yeshayahu. And uh, in that Nevuah, it says that there'll be a, uh, there'll be a the Menashe's son uh, was Yeshayahu, who would be a righteous king. So obviously, if, if Chizkiyahu, the grandfather, had died earlier, he wouldn't have had Menashe, and there would not have been Yeshayahu. So clearly it was preordained. It was intended from above that um, uh, Chizkiyahu would live longer, would father Menashe, so that Yeshayahu could be born. So um, uh, uh, so if that's true, so um, uh, you see that he was meant to live, uh, live longer, and, and uh, it was decreed death because he had sinned. Actually, no. It doesn't say that Chizkiyahu was definitely had years, those years, and was going to give birth. It just said that the house of David will have a future king. It could have been Chizkiyahu, it could have been someone else. So it's not a proof. It's not a proof that Chizkiyahu... So we're leaving it at this, that there's an argument here in the, um, uh, in the Tanoim whether a person can, can get added years or not. Uh, this doesn't fully solve the, the question. Our, our question was, um, uh, uh, how could he say um, that uh, Moshe Rabbeinu, how could he, how could he, he add, um, how could he add to his years? You can't add to years. So one opinion is that he didn't really add. He just gave back what was taken away. That's one way he could have solved it. But the other opinion is you are allowed to add. So like the other opinion that you're allowed to add, you'll still have to explain. Moshe Rabbeinu said that you're given a set number. So according to that opinion, we don't know how to answer that question. Okay, fine. But uh, either way, that's an interesting debate. Moving on. So at the end of the Mishnah, we listed a number of cases to give us the idea that uh, most forbidden women stay forbidden forever. Meaning you can never marry your mother, you can never marry your sister, you can never marry someone else's um, uh, different relatives. But uh, if a person's, his wife's sister, that comes off upon the death of a person's wife. So we said, Ishto Shemeso, and then we also said, well, what about Yevimto Shemeso? If a person uh, married his brother's wife, now he can't marry his brother's wife's sister. And when she dies, he could. So it seemed to be something... Um, unnecessary to speak out. So, on Rabbi Yosef, Kanshonu Rabbi, Mishnah Sheinu Suicha. Rabbi explained over here, you're right. This isn't necessary. Uh, meaning, you're right, we could have figured that out. The Mishnah taught us something obvious. Rashi, Mishnah Sheinu Suicha. Dezil kori rabhu aleha. You could figure this out. In other words, go and study it. Then you'll know, that the wife's sister is only forbidden during her life. And so, in all of these cases, 
uh, it could be that there are sometimes teachings that are obvious. Hadron lech hacholet. The first time, I, I don't remember having that term, but um, usually we try to say that they, they taught it in a Mishnah for a reason, and the Gemara here is saying, you're right, it's enusricha, it's not needed. We could figure that out. Uh, sometimes, the, sometimes the obvious is stated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, how come when we're talking about the ages and years, we didn't talk about like David Amelah and Adam gave him like his years or whatever? So that's a different thing. In other words, right, that, that's an interesting proof. It could be that's because it's a medrash. It's not from the Chumash or something. But it, what he's referring to is that we find that the medrash says that uh, Hashem showed Adam Arishon future generations that would come out from him. And when he saw the neshama of David, he got very excited, like because David was from the greatest people that ever lived. And then he said, well, how long are you allotting to him? And he said, no, actually, he's going to die upon birth. He he's wasn't allotted anything. And so it says that the Adam Arishan gave him the 70 years so that he had. So then the question would be, you see clearly that each person is, is only given the years they have. There's no extra. I think that's what Steve is saying. From that, from that story, you, it sounds like also that a person can't get extra. You can just use your full allotment. Or maybe in that case, you can uh, give someone else your full allotment. But, uh, or at least Adam could. But, uh, um, so the only thing I could say is, like I said, that's a medrash, uh, but it does sound like that concept that each person has their time and they, they, what they can hope is to use, uh, use every moment of their time they were given, that none of it's taken away according to that view. Okay, new Mishnah. Um, uh, this Mishnah is a fascinating Mishnah. Um, it's um, uh, uh, the... Um, uh, there are a number of tools that a person, I don't know if that's the right word, uh, there are ways that a person can establish a relationship with a woman. Uh, they can uh, get married, uh, Kedushin, and they can get divorced. Or if it's his brother's wife, he can do Yibum, or he can do Chalitza. Those are ways of, of creating a relationship or uh, are undercutting a relationship. In addition... He can do a rabbinic marriage with his brother-in-law's wife. That's called a mimer. Uh, or uh, instead of doing uh, normally the way you get married to a woman is through kedushin. Uh, with his yavama, he can get married by bia by having relations. So those are the those are the ways to start a relationship or to end a relationship, which uh, again is kedushin, uh, mimer, bia, or again in chalitza. So those are those are the tools of the trade, right? So now the question, what? That's there. I mean, it, it, it takes something off by a minor, but that, we'll leave that out for now. We don't want to get. We don't want to. Those are forms of kedushin, but that's kedushin. So now the question happens. Uh, so this person all of a sudden, as uh, this brother is thrust into the limelight, he's offered another wife, and sometimes there's two wives, and uh, he's got no rabbi available to ask. And he doesn't know exactly what he needs to do to get a wife or to refuse a wife. He's never done a chalitza before. So what happens when a person uses multiple mechanisms? Uh, how does that complicate the story? So let's begin. Rev Gamliel says, get get. There's, no, uh, there's never one get. You, you never give uh, more than one get. Below mimer, akhar mimer. And there's never a mimer after a mimer. Below bila, akhar bila. 
and there's never uh, more than one relationship with one co-wife, below chalitza chalitza, and there never needs to be one chalitza after another chalitza. So uh, let's do the the chachamim and the chachamim. They say no. Yesh get acher get veish maimer acher maimer. Those two they disagree with. Avolo acher bila velo acher chalitza klum. But after if he did yibum, which is biila, or he did chalitza, there is nothing. So, um, but now the Gemara is going to explain the cases of get acher get. And again, usually it's where there's two women. A person died, and he left uh, two. Um, two wives, and the question is which one to do Yibam or Chalitza to. Or, there's one wife and two brothers. Those are the two scenarios where there's two, two people, uh, either two people, is either two brothers or two wives, okay? So, Ketzad. Osem let's say he made a, um, uh, there were two wives, and one wife he gives a Mimer to. He says, I'm going to marry you. Venosen Loget, um, and then uh, he changes his mind and he gives her a get. And usually a get is enough to end a marriage. So he, he, he got married to her. And so even though he gave her a get, he still needs to give her chalitza because the get only dissolves the, the marriage bond. But the zika bond is still there and that can only be dissolved with chalitza. Um, now, had he married her, then the get would have been enough. But she was still just his brother-in-law's wife, and the way to remove that is with chalitza. Okay. Ase mimer the chalitza. Let's say he made a mimer, and then he changed his mind, and then he gave a chalitza. Then, srichai menu get. He still needs a get, because he, he got married to her also. It's not just, normally he could have just given her chalitza and said, I'm not interested. But since he, at first, did a mimer, he needs to give a get. Also, mimer ubo. Let's say he gave her a mimer, he proposed to her, and then he had relations with her. That's exactly what he was supposed to do. That's, that's, that's a good case. Now, no sin get. Let's say he first uh, gave her a get, and then he changed his mind and he gave her a mimer. So now he needs a get chalitza. He always needed to give her a chalitza. But since he gave her a mimer, now he needs to give her a get from the mimer. Okay. No sin get. Let's say he gave her a get, ubo, and then he did. He thought he was doing yibum. In other words, first he said, gave her a get, I don't want to marry you. Then he gave, then it was bo. So srika get v'chalitza. So since he, minatora, um, uh, when you give a yivama get, it's nothing. In other words, minatora, if a brother-in-law's a person's brother dies without children and his wife needs yibam or chalitza and you give her a get, the get has no significance, minat Torah. Minat Torah, he's supposed to do yibam or chalitza. So technically, even though he gave her a get, if he does yibam, it worked, minat Torah. But the rabbis uh, um, said that when you give a woman a get, it's too late to change your mind and decide to do yibam. So now that he did yibam, he made sort of a marriage. So even though he gave her a get, he's now going to need, let's read the words again, no sin get He gave her a get and then he had relations with her. This is his brother-in-law's wife. Srika get lechalitza. She's still going, uh, she needs a get vichalitza and she'll need a chalitza also. Um, no sin get, another case. 
let's say he gave her a get and then he gave a chalitza. He really was not interested in this lady. He said, get lost. Here's your chalitza. Spit. Fui. Ein acher chalitza klum. Nothing needs to be done then. That's, that's, basically he did a double goodbye. That's, uh, okay. Yeah. Cholot, let's say he gave her chalitza and then he made a mimer. Uh, yeah. Um, he made a chalitza and then he made a mimer. Or, or nasan get, or he gave her a get and then he had relations. Oh, bob, asr mimer. Or he had relations and then he made a mimer. Nosan get v'cholot. And then he gave a get and a chalitza. Ein acher chalitza klum. Once he makes chalitza, then uh, the, the nothing else needs to be done. Let's just one second. Yeah, nothing else needs to be done at that point. At at that point, as we turn the page, um, I, we're we're going to explain some of these cases in the Gemara. This is a longer, it's a longer than usual Mishnah itself. Uh, but uh, we're just really being uh, thorough. Achas Yavama Achas Achas Yavama Achas Liyavam Whether it's to the woman or to the man, uh, to one man, Ve'echad Shtei Yavamus Liyavam Echad Or whether it's two women to one man. Um, in other words, all of these cases uh, where we talked about the gets were given and chalitzas were given. So it, 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 the one case is where there's one woman and one yavam. Uh, that's where it's pretty simple. But sometimes you could have two women to one yavam, uh, and he gave the get to one and the chalitza to the other. And so uh, now we're going to add another twist to the cases. Kate said, for example, Asa maimer bezu, u maimer bezu. What happens if there's two widows and he gives them both mimers? Now, you can't marry both. That was one of the rules we had, that you can only, uh, one, uh, one zika per customer, right? One, that you can only, um, uh, you can only do one yibmar chalitza to one brother-in-law's wife. So in this case, he got confused and he gave each one a mimer. So now what? So, srikha shnegitim v'chalitza. In order to get out of what he's done, he's going to have to do. He's going to have to give two gets because he proposed to two different women and gave them kesef kedushin, and he still needs chalitza. Um, now, why can't he just go do yibum with one, because he's he's married the co-wife, so he he's he's he, he's prevented himself. See, since he can't marry both, and he has, so he's preventing himself from marrying either. Right? In other words, if, if he were to go do yibam to one wife, we would say, wait a second, you can't do yibam to this wife. You, you, you are already married to the other wife. And once, if you remember, once he chooses one wife, the other wife is off limits, uh, the, the co-wife. So, for example, if he did yibam with one wife, and then he would want to, well, now let me think about doing yibam to the other. No! Once you do yibam with one, it's biased echad. You only get to do one, the other one is forbidden. In fact, the other one could be considered as his brother's uh, wife and forbidden to him. So by him getting doing a rabbinic marriage to two wives, he's made it impossible to marry either. So he's going to have to give a divorce for each rabbinic marriage. And then let's say he hadn't given each one a mimer. 
he would need to give one of them chalitza. So that's there. He needs to give one of his brother's wives a chalitza. But since he made two marriages, now he's going to need two divorces. So the, uh, the scribes are going to do pretty well on this one. In other words, he's, he's going to need two gets and one chalitza. So that's... Oh, one chalitza? Oh, Michalitza, yeah. Bichalitza. Correct. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay, that's right. Yeah, one Chalitza because... Uh, okay. oh, all right, next case. Mimer bezu v'get lezu. What happens if he gave one of the wives a, a mimer? And he is gave... Both? What? In that, case, in that last case, does he have to do Chalitza for both of the women? No, no, only to one. Uh, so as Chuck was saying, it doesn't say Chalitzot. Right? Plural. Yeah, it's Rashi says, Yeah. And as Rashi said, yeah, one chalitza per customer. Okay. Uh, basically, we started out, he only needed one chalitza, and then he got confused and did mimer to both women. So the problem was at the point where he connected to one woman, he forbid himself to the other woman. But to undo the mimer, he needs two gittin. To Then to fix the original issue, he has to give chalitza. Next case. Mimer bezu v'get lezu. What happens if one wife he gave a mimer? No, mimer bezu v'get lezu. Yeah, uh, for, uh, hitting the fourth line. So one woman gets a mimer and one woman gets a get. So srika get for chalitza. So in this case, uh, so what's interesting here is he gave one woman a get. He didn't propose to her. He gave her a get. So basically what he did was usually he's only supposed to deal with one of the two wives. He's only connected to one. There's only one house to build. And he's doing something with both wives. So by doing something, even by giving a get to the other wife, now he can no longer do yibam to the first wife. Basically, once he opens up the marriage proposal or the divorce proposal to either, he now shuts himself off from being able to do anything with the other one. That's the problem. In other words, for we had before, if you give chalitza to one, you can't decide to marry the other. Over here, he gave a get to one, so now he can't do yibam to the other. He has to give a get and chalitza to the other. Maimer bezu, a get. Uh, so, maimer bezu, a get lezu. He gives one wife a maimer and one wife a get. So he could get the chalitza. He's going to have to give the get to one and a chalitza to the other. Next case. Maimer bezu, ubolazu. What happens if he married one and then he moved in with the other? So uh, he thinks he's a big tzaddik. So now he's going to need two gets and one chalitza. Uh, what happens if he gave maimer to one and he gave chalitza to the other? So harishona srika get. The first one's going to need a get because he made a maimer to her. Um, but the other one, the got chalitza, that's, that's basically the chalitza finishes it. Get lezu get lezu. He told them both to get lost. That's still He still needs chalitza because the get doesn't dissolve the zika bond. Okay. Get, so again, we're going through every possible combination of what he could have done with these two wives wrong. Now again, intrinsically, he's not supposed to be dealing with both wives. He's supposed to pick one and do all the action with one. And by starting a relationship with both, he's dooming himself to have neither. That, that's what we're seeing. It's interesting they don't, doesn't say Yeah, right. Get lezu ubol ezu. 
let's say he gave a get to one and he had relations with the other one, Srika get uh, the Chalitza. Yeah. Yeah. For the initial cases in the Mishnah, uh, we have we have two, you know, uh, two two Yavamas, uh, a woman and her and her Tzara. It, it didn't give you the order of which one got the chalitz when they both needed a, a get. Does it make a difference? Uh, I see it in this last case, it actually did, but it was, it was sort of intuitive. Um, in most cases, it doesn't. In other words, where you initiate a relationship with both, so the difference would be if you do something that's only a temporary thing, uh, like a mimer or a get, so then um, it, it doesn't make a difference what the order is. If you did something that establishes something permanent, like a yibum or a chalitza, then it would make a difference if you did something. In, the, in other words, if you did yibum to one wife, and then you went and you gave a mimer to the other or something like that, as we're going to see, then it, it'll make a difference because you did an action that was a complete action uh, with one of the women. Then it makes a difference uh, with... She would, she would need to get, and the other one gets the chalitza. Yeah, yeah. So, so let's see. Um, uh, we are get lizu obolazu. Let's say one woman got the get, and one woman got uh, the yibum, but the problem was it was yibum out of order, so Srika get the chalitza. They has to give a get to the woman he had yibum, and he has to give uh, chalitza uh, to one of the two. Get lizu um, um, uh, let's say he gave a get to one and he gave a uh, mimer in the other. So zika zet v'chalitza. He needs a get and chalitza. Get lizu v'chalitz lizu. If he gave the first one a get and the second one chalitza, ain't chalitza klum. Once you do chalitza, you're basically done with the, uh, the connection. Uh, the reason he's connected to these women is because he didn't make a chalitza or a yibum. And so once he does that, he's basically done. Cholitz v'cholitz. Let's say he gives both girls chalitza, both wives chalitza. Oh, cholitz, I'll say mimer. Or he gives one wife a chalitza and then he does a mimer. Or nosen get ubol. Let's say he gives one wife again and he has relations with the other. Oh, bol ubol. Or he has relations with both. Oh, bol v'ose mimer. Nosen get v'cholitz. Or he gave a get and he gave chalitza. Einacher chalitza klum. Uh, after the chalitza, uh, it, it's it's done. Yeah, whether it's one yavam to two yavamas, or if there's two brothers, uh, One final set of cases. Let's say he gave chalitza to the first one and then he made a mimer. No sin get, or or let's say he gave a get um, ubal. Um, so, uh, well. And, and then he gave a get to the one he gave chalitza to, and he had relations with the one he gave a mimer to. Oh, bol v'osei mimer. Or he had relation with one, and then he made a mimer. Or v'nosin get v'cholitz. Or he gave a get, and then he gave chalitza. Einacher chalitza klum. The bottom line is, as the Mishnah finishes off, as somebody was asking why we don't just say the general rule, bein b'chila, bein b'emsa, bein b'sof. Anytime you got a chalitza in there, the whole process ends. Because until there's a... You, you can't, in this case, once he's, he's muddied the pile, muddied the water, he can't do yibam anymore. But chalitza will fully end the zika, and then he's no longer has, has any reason to be connected to these women. 
Now, what about Yibam mor bi'ila bismanchi bitchila? Had he done it right away, enach ra'aklum. Then whatever he did with the other wife, there's nothing afterwards. But emsibasof. But if he did it in the middle, where he started a process, yeshach ra'aklum. He still might need to give a get. He still needs to finish off unfinished business. Reb Nechemia says achas bi'ila aschalitza. He says no. If there's Yibam or chalitza bein bitchila bein beemsa bein besof enach ra'aklum. So according to him, if he, if he goes ahead and does a yibam, which is a Torah thing, uh, that will dissolve a mimer or a get uh, that was given. Um, so again, um, let's just review a little bit here. There is the, the rabbinic marriage to a, a, a yavama, which is called a mimer. And there's also a get to a yavama which is also rabbinic, meaning really in a Torah, a get to a Yavama shouldn't do anything because she's, she's, he's not married to her. He's giving a get for a Zika bond. But in both cases, we say that rabbinically you did something, you initiated a relationship with one, and now you've made it that, first of all, you'll need to finish the relationship that you've started, and you can't fully initiate a relationship with the other co-wife because you've started with one and you can never build more than two houses. That's the basic rule. Now, at whatever point you give a chalitza which shows that you're finishing your, your uh, chalitza relationship, that stops everything. The beginning, the end, it doesn't really matter. On the other hand, yibum, we're saying, it could be it's, uh, there's two opinions about whether yibum ends everything or not. Again, we'll see more on each case when we have a chance to look at it by itself. Let's see the Gemara. Yeah. But uh, if he has relations but with, both, uh, with both women, he's in big trouble with the second woman, right? Um, so let's say, we said before, everybody agrees if he did Bila in the beginning. He had relations in the beginning. So the first woman, he did Yibam with. That's his full wife. The second right. woman, he just had illegal Bia with her. It didn't it do anything. Brother, it was so, his brother's sister, right? Correct. So, I mean, uh, if he had a warning, do we give him a whooping? But he didn't create anything, meaning he didn't make her his wife. So as far, our question here is when does he need another get or another chalitza? So in that case, had he done yibam first, even if he had relations with the other one, he's not going to need to give her yibam or chalitza. In other words, he just, he just had an illegal relationship. And I mean, the, the one of the wives, he does a mitzvah and she be, he, he puts on the brother's shoe and gives him a soul in this world and uh, um, by, by, by living with the brother's wife. If he does it with the other wife, he just did an illegal uh, relation, that's all. But that's not going to create anything. He's not going to need any chalitza again in that case. And if there's a child born of that marriage, it's, is it going to be an okay child? Um, that deals with what we, we talked about a few days ago, whether it's, uh, how bad is it? If you just say it's the law that you built one house, um, you know, one, uh, you can't build another. Well, that's a different one. That's to, that's once you see chalitza to marry the one you gave chalitza to. This is worse. This is where you did yibam to one and the other one remains forbidden to you. Right, the other one would be a, a, it could a be a, right, it, so it, right. It could it could even be a mamsi, yeah. Okay, so let's see the Gemara. So until now, the issue was where you got all these rabbinic things in there. You got two gets 
whether you need to give one get after another get or one mimer after another mimer. get echad v'yevama. But if you gave one get to the yevama, u'maimer echad v'yevama, and you gave another mimer to the other yevama, mahani, that would work. My timer, why would that be good? So, omer rabbana get v'yevama mahani mishum de mahani v'yalma. A get works because a get always works, meaning that we find a get works with a full wife. So certainly with a zika wife, a get should do something. D'i amris lo mahani, because if you're going to say, the Gemara is bothered by something, which is, um, why should you, um, if you gave a get uh, to a yavama, what, it shouldn't accomplish anything. It should be like nothing. Why does that create facts on the ground that now you can't build the other house you can't marry the other Yavama. Didn't we say a get to a Yavama doesn't work? The answer, though, is, is that we, uh, when a person gives a get to a woman, it always dissolves a marriage. And if you're going to say over here it doesn't help, Ami get lahoti, chalitza lahoti. We know that a get means to go away, get lost. And we know chalitza means to go away. get lo mahani, and the person is going to think, well, if a get doesn't help, chalitza nami lo mahani. There's no reason to do chalitza. And he might think that uh, even though he gave her chalitza, it's not too late. So therefore, that's why uh, he needs to end the relationship with, a, with both. And why did the rabbis make it that Maimer does something to a Yavama? So again, we're, we're, we're trying to figure out why is there even such a thing as a get or Maimer with a Yavama? Why can't you just leave it that there's either Yibam or Chalitza? Why do we have both? So the answer is Mishum de Mahani Be'alma. Usually marriage works everywhere. Um, we understood why you make Mimer to the woman you want to marry. The question is why Mimer would help with the second wife. Why when he gives Mimer, there's two wives, he gives Mimer to both. Why does the second Mimer do anything? Uh, anyways, you can only have one Yibam per customer. So why did the rabbis institute that when you... Uh, propose to a woman and you give her Kesav Kedushin in front of two witnesses and she accepts, why should we allow it to do anything if, that one, if he's already married the co, uh, co-wife and the other wife he's not connected to, why should the Mimer do anything? The Iyam Mahani, if you're going to say it doesn't work, Omra Mimer Liknos, we know that you can acquire a woman with Mimer, Ubiya Liknos, and you can acquire a woman through Ubiya. Uh, Mimer Lo Mahani, and if Mimer doesn't work, be a Nami Lo Mahani. And then Bia also must not have worked. And then you might have a relationship uh, with the other woman. You would say, let's try the, uh, you know, he's trying to let the brother have a child with this wife, and uh, maybe he needs to try with the other wife. So therefore, it's important. Basically, a person will, uh, can get confused, and we need to eliminate that confusion. Well, my time, Omer Abana Bia Psula, Yeshach and why did they say if he gives a bia psula uh, where he's already initiated with one wife and then he has a relation with the other wife, according to that view that he needs to uh, do something to let her go, he needs to give a get, why did they say that? Army, e bia echad, because e bia echad get, because if, Amri, they say e bia echad get, he gzeira bia echad get, mishum bia echad chalitza. They're worried that uh, if, he, if he has a relationship after he gave a get, uh, that he, uh, um, and uh, 
he might come to have a, a bia after chalitza, uh, and the e bia acher maimer. And if he has bia after maimer, zera bia acher maimer shum bia acher bia, where he would have a bia with one after he's had a bia with the other. So basically, the um, uh, since he might not know the difference, therefore they insisted that he release the women with chalitza and again. My time or Rabbanan high chalitza psula ain't it? Wasn't the base then involved in all this? I mean, a person wouldn't be off on his own doing his own thing. He would be guided on what to do, right? Right. So I would say this. Marriage, really, we don't need a rabbi for a marriage. Don't tell anyone. Um, <laughs> uh, really, uh, to be married, you just need two, two witnesses. Uh, you know, you have two witnesses and you propose to a woman. You could make a kedushin. Uh, pretty easy. It's not not comp- That's why we have those cases where the high school kid with the cracker jack ring uh, uh, gets in trouble. Uh, so the uh, the there is. Uh, it's become the universal custom to have a rabbi, you know, to organize it. And and uh, but when you think about it, he the he the rabbi itself doesn't really have a role in the marriage. The uh, the woman extends her finger, and that you have the two witnesses watching, and the the man says Ariat mikudeshesli. And so they they instituted that you should only get an um to the marriages should be done by somebody who's knowledgeable in the rules, because all types of problems developed when people wouldn't have a rabbi at a wedding, because uh, sometimes. Because uh, of like what we're, what we're seeing, but uh, uh, really you don't necessarily need a rabbi uh, for the wedding. Now the chalitza is a good question. In other words, you usually would need a bezdin for chalitza. Can you do a chalitza at home? Uh, do you need a rabbi for chalitza? Technically, you don't. You just have to know what you're doing. So. You have to know what you're doing, but you know, you pull off the shoe, you spit. It's not you can see. You know, do it on YouTube. You know, you get the directions. <laughs> How, how do I do a chalitza over here? You know, what, what do I need to do? Um, so I, I'm wondering if, if initially people who lived far away from the Jewish community, farmers and the such, wouldn't have naturally gone to Beisden. Or what happens, or there'll be times when the Beisden isn't available if they did it. Uh, that's, that's what I'd imagine, but okay. So... Um, uh, uh, so why is it that if he gave chalitza, it's like ends the process? We said that even if he connected to one wife and he gives the chalitza to the other, let's say he made him a, 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 a chalitza to one and then he makes it as a chalitza with the other, why don't we say that he's initiated a relationship that... Now, enach means that he could even potentially marry her relatives. Uh, He's not connected to a woman if he gives a second chalitza. So why is it that we say that it's uh, even though he did a, 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 um, a chalitza that's a weak chalitza, it's, it still works? Because Amri Mayo Because really, there's no rabbinic problem over here with the two chalitzas. Because nigzer chalitza achar get mishum chalitza chalitza. If he if you want to make him give a chalitza after a get because of a chalitza achar chalitza. Why would we care? Kolhani tiklitz v'tizo. If he gives extra chalitzas, that doesn't bother us. Ligzer chalitza acher maimer. If you want to make a decree to have a chalitza after maimer, shum chalitza acher bia, atu chalitza acher maimer milo boy get. Even if he gave a chalitza, he would need a get. Lemaimor chalitza acher bia nami boy get lebiaso. Either way, 
he's still going to need a get. So the chalitza is not going to confuse us. So the fact that we say um, uh, the, uh, there's no real problem of, of stopping with the chalitza. Okay, we will stop here. Um, it's, uh, each case, if you take it slowly, works pretty well. There are, Rashi here is, uh, goes into each case. So we wouldn't have had time to, you, to, to get to the end if we did. Uh, but the, the concepts are basically, uh, are basically there. The, again, the confusion was he initiated relationships with both women and that he used rabbinic things, which is he used a rabbinic marriage called mimer, or he gave a uh, rab- he gave a get to uh, one of his yavamas, and in both cases he ends up needing lots of gets and lots of chalitzas.